Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Robert teaches through God's Word. has one plan. He doesn't have plan A and plan B. He has one plan. You know why? He only needs one. He's perfect. We always have to have contingencies, right? Because we forget. Oh, shoot. I wish I thought about that. He's God. He thought about that. One plan is all he needs. It's flawless. His plan for your life is flawless. His plan for the human race is flawless. Due to our finite nature, we sometimes forget that God is all-knowing and all-powerful. As Pastor Robert will teach you in his message today, there isn't one thing that God doesn't know about, or that he hasn't planned accordingly for. In his study, you'll be reminded that God is both all-knowing and trustworthy. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 6 with today's edition of Main Thing Radio. Are you under the power of anything inappropriately? A relationship, dependence upon, you know, husband, wife, dad, mom, whatever. You know, and and again, we're, um, we're not dealing with children here. Perfectly appropriate for a child to be dependent upon its parents. But if you're an adult, you're supposed to be dependent upon him and under his power and nobody else's. So important. And why? Because he loves you so much. Do you understand? He is the only being in the cosmos that is perfectly devoted to you. Let me say that again. Perfectly devoted to you. You can trust him. You can trust him. Human beings, even those who are entirely trustworthy, are not. Do you understand what I mean by that? I've hurt my wife's feelings. Did it yesterday. Didn't want to. It wasn't because I set out to do it. It wasn't. You understand? I'm human. I made a mistake. I blew it. Nothing major, again but I'm human. She trusted me. And in a very tiny, 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 but hurtful way, I betrayed her trust. Can you see what I'm saying? We do that to one another, don't we? You guys know what I'm talking about. Little comments, whatever. Just make me look fat. Oh, no. And it's just the roll of the eyes, you know, and it's like, you didn't have to do that. You know, you're just just being mean. And we hurt each other. God will never betray your trust, even inadvertently. You get what I'm driving at? You can trust Him. And if you're wise, you will. You must. Third thing, final point, 
He tells us here clearly in no uncertain terms that sex of any kind outside of God's loving and clearly defined parameters, it's sinful and therefore foolish. Sexual activity of any kind outside the parameters he's established is destructive. It's, it's going to come back to bite you. It's a problem. And again, I'm, I'm going to deal with that further in just a second, but I want you to understand the whole point here. Is everybody listening? The point here is that he's so devoted to you. He loves you so much. And he came up, he came up with this design and he actually said, this is good. Over and over and over in Genesis, as he's building this for us, this is good. Oh, this is good. Oh, this is very good. And then he said, but it's not good for man to be alone. Therefore, he made a woman. Turn back with me. Look look at Genesis chapter 2. I want you to see what the, the passage that Paul quotes, because he we kind of blew past it there. As you're turning there, listen again to what he said in, in 1 Corinthians 6.16. Do you not know that he who is joined to the harlot is one body with her? For the two, he says, shall become one flesh. He's quoting Genesis chapter 2. In Genesis chapter 2, verse 21, the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam, and he slept, and, he, and, and God took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh in its place. Then the rib which the Lord God had taken from man, he made into a woman. And he brought her to the man. And Adam said, this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. Several things I want you to make note of here. God only has one plan. He doesn't have plan A and plan B. He has one plan. You know why? He only needs one. He's perfect. We always have to have contingencies, right? Because we forget. Oh, shoot. I wish I'd thought about that. He's God. He thought about that. One plan is all he needs. It's flawless. His plan for your life is flawless. His plan for the human race is flawless. His plan for marriage is flawless. The Bible says he made man, male and female, created he them. It's the way he words it. Two parts of one being. And he made them so that they could be joined together and that the joining is fun. It didn't have to be that way. It could have just been an irresistible urge. No pleasure attached to it. You're just like magnets drawn together. He didn't do it that way. He built you with pleasure centers. They were his idea. He did it because he's generous and he's devoted to you. Everybody with me? The parameters that he put in place, they're protective, not restrictive. And we've joked about that and talked about it in the past. You know, tomorrow morning I'm flying just for Monday through Friday. I'll be back next weekend, but I'm going to a conference in California. I'm so grateful that there are going to be parameters as I'm hurtling through the atmosphere at 500 miles an hour tomorrow morning. I don't want anybody tampering with those parameters, right, that airplane. God has given us loving parameters. There's, it's to keep us safe. Amen. Biological term, shall leave his mother, not mothers, and father, not fathers, be joined to his wife, 
Not my wife. Not somebody else's wife. His wife. And the two shall become one. Understand, God's math is also perfect. You see what I'm saying? He deals with so much in this one statement. So much. But there's all kinds of discussion about it, and, and you hear it a lot. You, you, and unfortunately, you're hearing it from, from other churches that are twisting. And Well, that's your interpretation. I'm just reading the book. I'm not interpreting the book. That's where we get into trouble. Just read the book. A man, a woman, mom and dad, they leave, one flesh. Read that to a five-year-old or give it to a five-year-old to read, and, you know, if they can read, they're going to get it. It's black and white. It's real simple. But what we hear a lot of times is, but see, it's all about love. It's all about love. And it is. That is absolutely true. It's all about love. But let me ask you a question. I'm a dad. I have children. They're not small children anymore, you know, but they're getting a little older. But let me ask you, hypothetically, you come over to my house and my 14-year-old son is out of control. He's got a, a baseball bat and a baseball and he's tossing it up and hitting it in his bedroom and, and knocking holes in the wall all the way through the outside. And I'm just, hey, that's great, man, good swing. <laughs> Would you think, man, what a, what, a, what a loving, tolerant dad? No, you'd think, what a nut job. This guy needs parenting classes. Why? Because I'm raising an irresponsible, destructive child. And especially if you see him, he's getting ready to start using that baseball bat on your kid. Because, I mean, hey, we want to be tolerant and loving. Let the kid do what he wants to do. No, it's completely unloving and irresponsible if I let my child tear my house down. Take that and superimpose it now. Just think about it in the context of, of a perfect father who is completely and perfectly loving He's established an order. He's built a house. It's exactly what it should be and needs to be. Should he now modify it to suit our rebellious behavior? Is that loving? It's not. Thanks for tuning in today to Main Thing Radio. What you just heard may have set some questions off in your spirit about who Jesus is and why he's so important. If so, keep listening. Thanks, Chris. You know, if you're listening today and and you're thinking, man, I really need God in my life. You know, I've wandered away or or maybe you're just searching. It's the first time you're really getting serious about having a relationship with God. And, you know, I remember when I felt that way, and, and to be honest, I, I, I felt really kind of exasperated and crummy and, and like it was probably impossible. Well, it's not impossible. The Bible says that God loves you so much right where you are. He understands that we're messed up. The Bible tells us, I mean, He knows we're human. He knows that we're flawed. He knows that we're sinful, imperfect human beings. That's why the Bible says He sent Jesus in the first place to come and die on the cross 
to pay for our sin, to pay for our wickedness, so that all we have to do is open our hearts to him and receive the pardon, the forgiveness that he's offering. He wants a relationship with you. I'd love to give you more information about that. Listen, I'd love to pray with you about that, even if electronically. Just go to our website, mainthingradio.com. There's all kinds of info on the website about how to begin that relationship with Jesus, how to begin that that personal relationship with God, how to study the Bible. We can give you all kinds of information about that if you'll just reach out to us and let us know that you need it. Thanks, Pastor Robert. That website again is mainthingradio.com. We're so glad you joined us today and be sure to tune in again to Main Thing Radio.